Hi everybody and welcome to this episode, The Truth About Anger. So today we're going to be talking about the incredibly powerful emotion of anger. Why do we have it? Why do we feel it? And how can we use it to our advantage instead of this feeling, this very strong feeling, making us feel bad about ourselves? My name is Deborah McPhillamy and welcome back to the Truth About Emotions podcast. So anger, you know, I don't know if you were anything like me when you were growing up, but um, anger wasn't really something that we were allowed to express in our home. You know, I grew up in an era where it was very much, um, you didn't talk about feelings, you didn't speak about emotions, you you kind of just got on with it. But yet our role models, our parents used to show their emotions because, you know, that's what parenting is all about. We learn from um, watching and observing our parents and our teachers and the grown-ups around us. So for me, anger was very much, or should I say, if I had any anger, I had to suppress it because there was one day that I expressed my anger and I got the worst hiding of my life. And it it was an incident that scarred me for a very, very long time. And it had many layers to it and, and caused a lot of my mental health issues growing up. And once I recognized that it was that one incident, because of being given such a severe hiding, um, I had to, I spent a lot of time having to clear away the beliefs that were formed in that incident or during that incident, um, the way I felt about myself, my rights, me being a girl, all sorts of things. And maybe one day I'll talk about it. I do mention it in my book, The Relationship Magnet. I go into it quite deeply in there. But because of that incident of me expressing my anger and because of the reaction I got from my father, I didn't want to express my anger after that. It was something that I... I suppressed because it put me into a state of fear. It made me realize that if I expressed my anger, I was going to get hurt and I was going to get hurt in a really bad way. So instead, what I did is I became sad. And at times, that sadness turned into a state of depression. Now, I'm sure you've heard this before, where they say that sadness or depression, should I say not sadness, where depression is anger turned inside out and I can honestly see that now I can totally see it because if you are not allowed to express such a powerful emotion and you are punished for it I mean we used to get punished for all sorts of emotions but for such a strong powerful one how else what are you going to do with that you have to turn it inward you don't know what to do with it there's no outlet for it Now, I do know that for some children, their outlet became one of bullying, you know, trying to take their power back and overpowering other children so they would express their anger that way. A lot of people cry. I cried a lot. I really did cry a lot. So I had two go-to ways of being or two go-to emotions. And the one was anger and the other one was sadness. And I never really realized it, to be fair. Um, I became quite aware of it the one day I was sitting at a coffee shop in the beautiful Fishhook um, overlooking the sea and I was sitting with my partner at the time and my grown-up daughter. Um, She was 
in her late teens. She was a young lady. I think she must have been about 18 or 19. And she said to me, she said, you know, mom, you always said, I've never known you to be any other way. And that really rocked me because I thought that I was disguising it well or hiding it well, or I didn't understand um, why I felt sad. I didn't realize that that is the way I always came across. And, you know, up until that incident of what happened with that severe hiding, I was a really happy-go-lucky child. And my mom could never understand what happened after that because people didn't understand anything about feelings and emotions then. I mean, at least people are starting to understand it now. But she always spoke about me being this happy-go-lucky child. And then at the age of nine, everything changed. Now, it wasn't just that hiding. There was a whole um, whole array of incidents that happened to me as a nine-year-old that changed the person I was for a very long time um, until I found myself or returned to myself in my 50s but basically coming back to anger so if you aren't able to express such a powerful emotion and I'm going to explain to you now what anger really is about then it's going to turn into one of depression because you've got to shove it down and if you, the more you've got to shove your emotions down not talk about things that have done to you your feelings what has happened not being able to express that part of you you're going to feel depressed because who are you without your emotions? Now, I'm sure you've heard about me, heard me saying this before. If you didn't have emotions, you'd just be a fish swimming around in the sea. Because as far as we know, fish don't have emotions. A lot of animal, other animals have emotions. So anger turned inside out or upside down to me is definitely one that turns into sadness and depression. Now, anger, the upside of anger which is incredible, is that let me first tell you about what the message of anger is. What is anger trying to tell you? Now, anger's got a few messages, and the one is that it's enough. Um, when we get to a point where it's like, enough, I've had enough of you abusing me, I've had enough of you calling me names, I've had enough of you trying to suppress me. I have had enough of not having freedom, the freedom to be me. Um, I've had enough of you telling me how to live my life, um, controlling everything I do, um, telling me when to wake up, when to go to sleep, when to eat, sleep. I said sleep already. Um, have a bath, have a shower, stop playing, um, when to come to work. So, you can understand that in our society, we grow up being told no all the time. First of all, as children, we everything that we want to do infringes on our rights and our freedom. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, it's necessary because, you know, children don't have a rational brain until, or their rational brain only kicks in when they're 24, 25 years old. So we have to um, help them to be logical and rational and we've got a role model to them and show them how the world works and you know how to be responsible how to be respectful of course we've got to do all of that but when it's all the time and when you then grow up and you don't shift into adulthood and then start giving yourself permission to actually be an adult when you don't do that and then you allow other adults to constantly to rule you to control you 
you're going to get to a point in your life where you're going to go enough I've had enough and often when we get to that point that is when the anger comes out and if we don't recognize the anger and recognize the message and the communication of what anger is trying to tell you that's when it can escalate into rage so what's really interesting um <laughs> what happened with my anger because it was so suppressed for so many years and it was so funny because my eldest brother never suppressed his anger i mean he was angry from being a toddler um he always balked at um the way we were raised he he just from being a two-year-old you know we as i said we grew up with corporal punishment and my brother just didn't tolerate it so he was always angry he was always fighting back um and it just got him into more and more trouble until he became um a teenager in his late teens and he just went enough you're not going to punish me anymore you know and but with me i became the compliant child albeit the depressed and sad child but i was a compliant one i wouldn't um, skip out on school i wouldn't bunk i would just do as i'm been told because you know I, I just didn't want to ever get a hiding like that again and what was interesting is i then ended up in and you've heard the story before if you've been listening to my podcast or reading my books and things i ended up in relationships where i was bullied and abusive relationships um, and it took me quite a while to break that cycle so i, I didn't so i came from a home where my dad role modeled anger to us because he was a very angry man it took him a long time to deal with his own anger i then moved into relationships with, with angry people um so attracted you know the law of attraction attracted all of that into my life um as well as the bullying at school and then i had to break that cycle which i you know used a process to do and then i could stop attracting all these angry people but my anger made itself known when I went into menopause. Now, menopause is a really interesting part of a woman's life because when we go into puberty, we our emotions are all over the show. I mean, all of you know, we've all been there. It's it's just a horrible, horrible time in your life when you go into puberty. You you have all these feelings, these hormones, these sexual feelings, these awakenings in your body. You don't know what to do with it. You don't feel accepted. You don't feel understood. You don't feel listened to. So there's a lot of emotion, a lot of anger that sometimes comes out in puberty. But if you're living in a home where you're not allowed to express that, obviously it just gets worse and worse and worse. And then if you learn to suppress it, as I did, you then get into menopause. And what happens in menopause is that if you've got unresolved issues from your childhood or, or from puberty that you never dealt with or never faced, they all come back and they come back with a vengeance. Well, I had rage when I started going through menopause. That was, it frightened me. It, it scared me so much because the rage was so overpowering, so strong that there were times I thought I was going to faint. There were times that I was shocked. There were times that I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience. I could see myself almost like looking to myself. I was like an outside observer of this raging woman. And I didn't recognize her. It scared the living daylights out of me. 
and thank God for my husband because my husband was a recovering angry person. Also having grown up with a lot of anger in his life and and I know he won't mind me sharing this with you because it's um, you know he's over he's overcome all of this but it was so interesting that when we met um, soon into our dating he was in a habit of being angry and I remember us going out the one night and we were walking home from the pub and by the time we were getting home he started getting angry and he's just starting to fight with me over nothing and we were in the kitchen this is before I went into menopause so I, was, I, was, I was quite rational um, and calm and you know because as I said menopause takes over your mind and your body the same as puberty does but I remember we, we got into the kitchen and he was raging on and angry and I just looked at him really calmly and I said what is all of this what is the, all this anger about where does this come from and he stopped right in the middle of it and he went oh I don't know and you know it was a habit with him. Now, I'm not going to go into his story of why he was angry, but it was so interesting that he always did this on the way home from the pub as he was approaching the house. Whenever he went to the pub and came home, the anger was there, and it was because of a few things that had happened in his life. Anyway, now, the reason I say thank God for my husband is that he obviously recognized my anger because he'd experienced it and so he knew that this was something that I was displaying expressing he never took it personally he was very calm and I remember the one day we were on holiday in Tenerife and something something a button was pushed the day before and I had one of these out-of-body rage experiences which was just exhausting you feel embarrassed you feel ashamed you feel humiliated I can't even tell you all the feelings you feel after you've calmed down and the next morning I got up early and I was just sitting on the couch and I was crying and I felt perplexed and I was like what on earth and he woke up and he came into the lounge and I said I'm so sorry I don't know what is going on with me and I then said to him how did you um, overcome your anger you told me that you were a very angry person when you were younger and we had a really deep discussion and he said to me I don't love you any less because of the way you're expressing your anger I, I see that it's obviously something that you need to deal with um, and we spoke about it and just the awareness of it first of all that I was still loved the reassurance that I was still loved because there's one thing that my husband has taught me honestly is that he knows and understands how to love unconditionally see because when you get raised being told that you can't express your anger or you get a hiding for it or you get punished for being disrespectful or anything expressing any kind of frustration or irritation or emotion or disappointment or whatever you get when you get punished for that you learn that love is conditional because that's the only way you can process that information that's the only way you can make sense of it oh if i'm good then i'm loved i'm given nice attention lovely attention i'm given kind words i'm treated kindly but if i express 
emotions that make me feel bad or strongly or my disappointment, I get treated badly. Oh, okay, so therefore love is conditional. And so what my husband taught me from that moment onwards was that he truly understood the concept of loving unconditionally. When he said to me, you know, I still love you. This is just anger. And it was so bizarre because I had raised my children that way. I'd always said to them, no matter what you do, what happens with you, what behavior, your sexuality, you murder someone, no matter what you do, it's not going to change the way I feel about you. I'm always going to love you because I'm always going to see all of that stuff as behavior and it's from a place of pain or fear that is being expressed. But I'd never experienced that as an adult. So even though I'd raised my children that way, I had not had experienced that as a child nor as an adult because, you know, being raised like that and then being in abusive relationships, my connection was always one of, you know, I remember as an adult being in these abusive relationships and I used to think, oh, if I just love them some more, then they will love me. If I just show them more love, more patience, just give more, please more, do more, then maybe they'll love me. So you can see now how the dots are connected. So how we inadvertently teach our children conditional love when they get punished for being human. Um, and then that happening in adulthood and then it taking to me to get to menopause and my husband saying what I said to my children and going, it's just anger. I see your pain. What do you think it is that is making you feel so angry? And having those very open, intimate, honest conversations. So anger is all about saying enough. Getting to a point of your tolerance level has literally run out. You cannot take it anymore. Whatever is going on and whether that is being angry at yourself for not allowing yourself to be yourself, not allowing yourself to be who you want to be or who you were born to be or um, not expressing yourself you want the way you want to express yourself, not living the way you want to live, living with a partner that just doesn't see you, doesn't love you unconditionally. Somebody's trying to control you, control your finances, control what you do, what you wear, how you wear your hair, all of that stuff. And, you know, when you recognize this, you can really turn your life around and get rid of that anger. Because the very first step to dealing with your anger is to validate it and say, right, I feel angry. It's okay to feel this way. What is it you're trying to tell me? What message? What am I feeling so angry about? What is the thing that I'm denying myself and not giving myself permission to do, want or have? That is how you get rid of anger. Because, and I'm not saying you're going to get rid of it straight away. I can tell you now that Anger for me became a habit. It became a habit to the point where just a couple of days ago, I woke up again feeling angry. And I was like, 
Why am I feeling angry? I don't have anything to be angry about. There's, there's nothing. My life is great. Why am I feeling angry? And then recognizing the habit of that. Because that habit had been role modeled to me. Because of my father's anger. My brother had that same anger. The younger one displays anger every now and then. Because that was role modeled to us. So it's having that self-awareness. And this is the thing about becoming emotionally intelligent or developing your emotional intelligence. The first thing to do is always to develop your self-awareness. To see yourself separately from yourself. To be the observer of your emotions and go, hang on. Why? And, and, and as I said, I said to myself, but I, there's nothing in my life that makes me feel angry. Why? So, oh, wait, hang on. This is that part of that habit of the old me. And you know that even just that self-awareness, I was able to instantly feel relief of that anger. Instantly, because I just recognized it for what it was. You know, and I've said this before, that emotions are... Your emotions are not you. They're just messages. So the same as if you, you read a piece of something, see something, hear something, you go, oh, wait, that resonates with me. I understand that. That makes sense to me. The minute you have that recognition of that message, it goes. It goes. And that's what happens with anger. Now, I want to explain a little bit as well about how anger, besides getting you to a point of going enough. The other part of anger is anger and passion combined. No, sorry. Anger and love. <laughs> anger and love combined gives you passion. So let me explain that a bit more. So I'm not saying that you must never feel angry again because you are going to feel angry and there's going to be layers to your anger. Um, I had a lot of layers of anger, as you can imagine, you know, dealing with being a people pleaser, um, being abused, um, the bullying, there was just, oh gosh, so much. And then I was angry at myself for things that I had allowed to happen because I wanted to be liked and I wanted to be loved and ah, all that stuff. But you can use anger when it is attached to love for passion. Now let me explain this. So I am extremely passionate about helping children and women. And obviously it comes from my own childhood, my own feelings of hopelessness and helplessness, seeing my um, cousin abused by a parent, um, my own form of heartache, the abuse, molest, all the stuff. I'm not going to go into all of that, but all the stuff that happened to me as a child. And then also feeling like so disempowered as a woman. So I'm extremely passionate. Those are my two passions in life is helping women to become empowered and children to become empowered so that they, you know, that they have the life skills to, that they don't have to deal with all of this stuff as adults. So they don't have to recover from their childhoods. Now, passion. So if you look at it, I adore children. I love children so much. I always have since I was a little girl. Absolutely love children. I love being a woman. And I love the way, you know, how women can be nurturing and helpful. And I adored my mom. I'm not saying she was perfect. No, nobody's perfect. But I absolutely adored my mom. And I like being a woman. 
So when I see an injustice against women, like abuse, and against children, like abuse, or people who are bullying children, being controlling of children, so whether it's sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, um, very anti-physical abuse, it gets you nowhere, it just causes damage. So if you, so if I, for instance, see that happening with a child or a woman, any of those disempowering, violating their human rights, um, I become really angry, really angry. And because of my profound love. So, but here's the thing. You've got to do something with it. Because if you don't do something with it, it's going to make you feel helpless and hopeless. And there's no point in that anger then. Because if you don't take it and turn it into passion, there's nothing that you can do with it. It's almost like unexpressed anger. Yeah, you can bark about it. You can moan about it. You can shout about it. But you're always going to have this underlying sense of not feeling fulfilled because you're not doing anything about it. And so that is how you can use anger as a form of power because anger is the most powerful emotion, energy. Remember that I've explained this before, that emotion is the energy of a feeling. So anger, and obviously goes to rage, but it goes to rage if you are not in charge of your anger, if you don't recognize your anger, if you don't do something with it or get rid of it, clear it, it, there's the possibility that it becomes rage and rage turns into where you not only hurt yourself, but you, t you generally turn to hurt other people. That's when violence comes in, you know, hurting people, bullying them, hitting them, shooting them, killing them, murdering them. All of that comes in from rage because it hasn't been stopped at anger. The recognition hasn't happened there and you haven't turned it around. So what I'm saying is, if you have anger about something in your life and you either don't want to clear it, you can use it and you can use it because it's a powerful energy. It's going to give you incredible energy and passion to do something about it. I met a guy a couple of years ago, really interesting. I was doing my fire walking instructor um, training. And I met this lovely guy, Nick, and he said to me, oh, you've really got to meet my brother, Simon. Simon Boyle is a celebrity chef here in UK. And um, Nick is obviously his brother and, and Nick's one of my mates. And I went to meet Simon. And, and what's so special about Simon is that he started, he's got this restaurant where he takes people off the street, homeless people, he teaches them how to be chefs and then he trains them up and then he gets them into jobs in other restaurants. And um, I said to him the one day, I said, Simon, what inspired you to do this? And he said, well, he was leaving a restaurant the one day and he walked out and he looked at this person begging or sleeping or something on the street and he went, I can do something about that. He felt a stirring within his soul of going, that's not right. So. And he did something about it. And he's got a very successful training academy, chef's training academy and a, and a restaurant and a community interest company. Um, and he's got a good corporate partner. So 
his anger was not even a huge anger. The same as I know another woman, Julie Budge. She was working in the police force and she started a women's shelter. She left the police force and I said the same thing to her. And I said, and she said, no, no, I was never, I was never abused as a woman. She said, but working in the police force, I was infuriated by what was happening with these women and they weren't given the due process, they weren't given the care, um, they weren't looked after, they weren't helped. And she said, and I looked at this and went, this is not right. I can do something about it. And she did. And she's got Dame, I forget her name now. She's got a, a famous Judy Dench, is it? She's got a famous person who's, you know, who's part of the board of this um, organization, my sister's house. So what I'm saying is, is that passion is born from anger and love. So once you've cleared your own excruciatingly debilitating anger that can be turned to rage or can be turned upside down and become one of depression, you can turn this around clear it and if you desire flip it pivot it <laughs> and turn it into passion and do something about the very cause the very thing that caused you to feel angry in the first place and I just quickly want to mention this before I go that I've got a self-empowerment program the world's most affordable self-empowerment program that exists. I don't know of any other program that exists that is this inexpensive. I've made it affordable, accessible to people. And right now it's open to women. And it's called Selfie School. Uh, we start again on the 2nd of January. Registration starts on the 1st of December. So if this is something, you know, in Selfie School, you will learn how to clear this anger. I'll teach you all the tools, all the techniques, so you don't have to feel bad about yourself you don't have to feel powerless at the mercy of anger this is only one of the emotions that you will learn about how to clear it how to recognize it how to recognize the message what it's trying to teach you so if you're a woman and you're tired of feeling powerless and at the mercy of anger i invite you to join selfie school look it up you can either see the link on my podcast on my website deboramcphillamy.com or on my other website called selfieschool.me you can find all the details and I invite you to join that and to become in charge of your emotions to be in charge of your emotions so that you can live the life that you dream of living in a beautiful peaceful way from me Deborah McPhillamy have a fantastic day until next time bye for now